Welcome to the Living With Long Covid podcast. My name is Julie. I am a registered nurse in the UK. I went from frontline worker in May 2020 to Covid-19 patient and subsequently I have long Covid. I decided to create this podcast to share my personal lived experience of living with long Covid, the impact this has on your personal and professional life. Disclaimer, the podcast is not a medical podcast. I'm not giving medical advice. You would need to consult a medical professional. I intend to explore, discuss and learn together more about long COVID and how long haulers can live well with long COVID over subsequent podcasts. And I hope you will continue to join me. So today, um, the question is, does anti-inflammatory make a difference? Um, So... I wanted to share with you some um, further dietary changes I've been implementing following my relapse. Um, Obviously, a previous podcast, if um, you guys had had to listen, was on reducing sugar. So firstly, I would just point out that I'm not suggesting that this is a cure Uh, not by any stretch of the imagination but personally I'm willing to try anything that can maybe help um, reduce symptoms manage symptoms a bit better Um, I don't know about you guys but I I just feel it's worth uh, giving it a go plus the dietary changes that I have made are only ever going to benefit your health um, in general anyway so um, with that in mind I feel good about about that (laughs) I keep telling myself that because I'm not eating my carrot cake, but there you go. <laughs> um, so anyway, I got to thinking about things that seem to have had a negative effect on my symptoms. And food and drink does and has seemed to be a feature. Um, as you guys will know, if you've again listened to previous podcasts, I am unable to tolerate alcohol. Um, I also seem to have crashes Um, an exacerbation of symptoms if I have too much sugar or a sugar rush rush even Um, as I've just said like having um, the lovely carrot cake um, or you know sweet treats that give you that sugar rush really anyway so as I'm sure um, you may know there is some suggestion that long covid um, can cause that sustained inflammation and inflammatory response. So I started to look at my diet um, and anti-inflammatory food types, like for instance reducing my sugar first, and I wanted to see if implementing more of an anti-inflammatory diet um, or food type, shall shall we say, because I don't really like to to use the term diet, um, because it's not um it's more a lifestyle change than it is a, a temporary diet or anything like that so um wanted to just see anyway if anti-inflammatory foods could make any difference so as i previously said i am a vegetarian um so i needed to take a look at that and ensure i'm still getting enough good fats and proteins as i have a day two previously i am losing weight um and have done over the course of of having long COVID but more um, so just recently really as well anyway um, I really don't want to lose any more weight and I am actively trying to put weight back on Um, and so so some of the anti-inflammatory food types just to give you an idea um, 
and nuts such as almonds and walnuts, your leafy green vegetables like kale and spinach, fruits such as strawberries, blueberries, cherries and oranges. Um, and for those that do eat fish, salmon, mackerel and tuna. Um, olive oil is good to use for salad dressings or when cooking and then you have things like herbs and spices such as turmeric, um, ginger, black pepper, rosemary, cinnamon and chilli um, and then obviously you know there are herbal teas and probiotics. There are so so many more food types but this was just to give a little bit of an idea um, of the anti sorry uh, yeah of the anti-inflammatory foods so inflammatory foods are basically the majority well all of our convenience foods uh fried foods processed meats sugars um sweetened drinks refined carbohydrates and trans fats and these do feature in most people's diets especially when we're feeling fatigued um, and have all the symptoms that just reduce what we're able to do um, obviously this brain fog can be really difficult because coordinating um, doing something can be a real challenge um, simple tasks that we took for granted previously can become a real a brain teaser at times um, I know I heard of somebody recently that struggled to put their bedding on in sequence not just because of that fatigue because I don't know about you guys but it tires me out making a bed um, but not only that getting the sequence of how the quilt goes in the quilt cover etc can be challenging so so I'm, I'm, I'm aware of that and that you know how we have to think um, and adapt our daily lives so food intake and cooking will definitely be one of those things um, so it cooking then becomes that taskmaster but I just felt like although the you know this is um, a, an important feature um, in terms of, of looking at health um, and potential symptom management and I know that um, the the inflammatory foods even are not the creator of that problem but they are going to add additional um issues to that um if that makes sense so i just felt like i could be making things worse by increasing the inflammation eating that um inflammatory diet so i decided to focus on my anti-inflammatory diet um but i also needed simple ways to be able to put this food into my um, meal plan if you like because as I've just said it can be really challenging cooking so if you do follow me on Instagram you will have seen the anti-inflammatory smoothies um, and recipes that I have put on just for some general ideas and as long as people find those helpful I will continue to to add those um, and they are really simple meals to prepare um, and I try and do uh, meals so that I've got um, more than enough uh, so I can have them for a few days even um, and, and you know you can refrigerate them and freeze them what I would say is a little disclaimer please check how long you can refrigerate or freeze something for um, I'm not I'm not a dietitian or um, you know I'm not a 
a chef or anything like that personally so um just 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 be careful with what you what you do and how you prepare and, and store your food is is uh, the disclaimer there so um the other element of this is i'm really avoiding um food waste as much as possible and doing this preparing these food types um i'm finding is really uh, avoid, uh helping me avoid the food waste and vegetables that tend to be in that fridge drawer rotting away <laughs> is not happening so winning all all round um helpful for our diet but also the environment um okay so the big question i suppose is has it has it helped so my answer to that would would be to say um i do feel like it does help and the reason for that is if i do divert which i so at some points i do divert from from that um anti-inflammatory foods um and i have some convenience food or a snack um i I, you know, which as I said, I do, you know, we're only human, but I do feel lethargic. I do get the increased restless legs and body. Um, I will often get a headache um, and I start to feel cold and achy, which are my really strong symptoms at the moment. So I am a big believer though in everything in moderation. However, when you have long COVID and it's many symptoms, it does sometimes feel better. I think, or it, or I, I feel it does to go for some symptom improvement. But again, it's not always possible. Sometimes that convenience food is what it says on the tin. It's something that we can eat, and it's something that doesn't take brain calories or food preparation or energy, um, physical energy. So, um, you know, I do think. Again, I always say for me, I think my life has changed so much over the last two years that I don't want to deprive myself of everything as well. Um, always, but I do make conscious choices based on how I feel at that time, um, and I do tend to stick to the low sugar anti-inflammatory as much as I possibly can. Um. I'm also continuing to take my probiotics. Um, again, a disclaimer, I've got no affiliation, but they're from my gut plus. And on my link tree, on my social media platforms, I um, have put the research for that on there if anybody wants to have a look. Um, if you haven't seen that, that research, it is from Cambridge University Hospital. Okay, so... Um, on the next podcast um, I'm going to talk about the irony of a previous podcast I did which was called It's All In Your Head um, as I have recently had this very statement made to me um, and it evoked many emotions and it, it, it really um, is, is not a very nice thing to experience so on the next podcast I'm going to tell you how I was recently told that long COVID is a mysterious illness and that it is all in my head um, and if you would like to have a listen to that you will understand um, a bit more around what happened um, and I hope you'll be able to join me for that podcast so as always if you'd like to get in touch with me please dm julie taylor 9545 on instagram 
you can also follow me there on that platform uh, or I also have a Facebook page um, called Long-Term Conditioned Health and Wellbeing and you can um, join that page if you would like to. So if you are enjoying the podcasts, it would be really helpful for me if you would rate them on the platform and if you do have the energy, um, if you could give it a review, I would really appreciate it. It's the way the algorithm works um, and the more people that do that the more people I will be able to reach which is really important and what I am aiming to do so I can help as many people as possible um, in a supportive um, lived experienced way um, again I will thank those of you who have sent me uh, messages and um you had chats with me I appreciate that it's always lovely to hear from you guys as always please do take care and I will see you on the next podcast bye